Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Okay, Uh, the reason is always A, and then there's a blank, okay? Um, What goes in the blank is relationship. The reason is always a relationship, okay? And um, you say, the reason for what? And I say, it doesn't matter. The reason is always a relationship. Well, you know, maybe the reason uh, a ball rolls downhill instead of up is not a relationship, okay, granted. But almost everything else is. Um, I noticed when I was a little kid, and I used to I used to think about all kinds of things, a lot of times kind of deep things. Even when I was a little kid, I thought everyone thought that way, and I discovered later that, that they don't. But I used to, uh, there's, a, there's a six-year gap between me and our older brother, so once he got to be a teenager, he was pretty much done with me. I mean, he was nice to me and all that. He was a good brother, but we didn't do hardly anything, so I found myself alone a lot of the time. Uh, after school or on weekends while he was off on a date or driving somewhere because he could drive and all that sort of thing. And so I used to just walk around and think a lot um, during that time. I would do other things too. Um, but, But anyway, one of the things I noticed very, very early in my life was that if my relationships, especially my most important ones, if those were right, almost anything in the world can ha- could happen and I would still be okay. Okay? But if I was not right with my mom, if I had just done something and disobeyed her or, or she had gotten upset with me about something and, and we had not yet talked it through and resolved it or I thought she was mad at me or, or whatever... Uh, I would feel bad, and it would start emotionally, but but ultimately I would end up with a headache, sometimes a stomach ache. I would just feel kind of drained, okay? And I noticed that that was very consistent. Then when my mom and I resolved the issue, which we always did, I'd feel good again, and my energy would come back. My headache would go away. My stomach ache would go away. Um, the tension I felt, the stress I felt, the, 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 all the bad stuff I felt would go away once there was resolution there. And you might say forgiveness and reconciliation, all right? And if that happened with my dad, same thing. If that happened with my grandfather, same thing. If that happened with my brother, same thing. If it happened with one of my really good friends from the neighborhood where we got crossways, same thing. Now, I wouldn't always get a stomach ache or always get a headache, 
But I would always feel bad, okay, at least emotionally. And if it went on long enough, I would almost always feel some kind of physical symptom. And and so I kept paying attention to that, and I noticed it was true with everybody. If my mom and dad had a fight, which they did from time to time, my mom would not feel good. And I could tell it, even if she didn't say anything. And there was a much greater likelihood that she would be irritable and kind of short with me if things were not right between her and my dad. And the same with my dad, you know, if he was crossways with my mom or my mom crossways with my brother or you name it, okay? So if there was a relationship issue not right with any of us, even if it was with one of us, but the but the relationship was outside of our immediate family, it would affect our family. It would affect everybody, okay, kind of like the, the mobile above a baby's um, crib. You know, you touch one part of it, and the whole thing starts moving and jumping around. T- affecting one thing affects everything, okay? And that's also how, how kind of the uh, quantum reality works. The Heisenberg uncertainty principle, where the very fact that you're observing something, you you affect it, you touch one piece of something, and it affects the outcome. It affects other pieces, even if you're not intending that. So when I was in college, and I started deciding what I wanted to do with my life, and thought I might want to help people, especially teenagers. I really enjoyed working with teenagers. I emphasized relationships because more than anything else in my life, uh, I, I had noticed a consistent pattern, not only with me, not only with my immediate family, but with other people, that if relationships are right, Most of the other things are going to be okay, even if the circumstances are not what you might wish for. You'll still be okay. But if your relationships were not right, it's like nothing was okay, okay? And and it wasn't going to be okay until that relationship was made right. So when I got out of school and started working full-time with teenagers and their parents, I I started – my start and finish was working on relationships, okay? Very often between the teenagers and their parents, but also often between the two parents, the siblings, whatever, group dynamics, okay? And um, back then, my proof for that was ancient manuscripts because there wasn't a whole lot of research that I was aware of anyway at that time, saying everything is a relationship issue, okay? But I, but the, uh, the, but the ancient manuscripts indicated that, okay? So I would just basically kind of say, take my word for it, and my proof is in these ancient manuscripts. Everything's a relationship issue. Today, it is not the case that there's no proof for it. I believe we have wonderful research and evidence and more all the time that every issue is a relationship issue. Um, I have in my hand right now the front page from USA Today 
from May 12, 2014 that I picked up in an airport on May 12, 2014. And on the front page of USA Today, there is a brand new study published in the journal of uh, a very prestigious uh, health journal from Danish researchers. And it was a longitudinal study. They worked with 10,000 people ages 36 to 52 over time. And what they found, and I've, I've shared this before on this program, but this is totally relevant to what we're talking about today. What they found was absolutely groundbreaking. What they found is that if your relationship memories and actual relationships are harmonious and loving, you will have a 300% less chance of getting a terminal illness and dying or being unhealthy than if you're than if you did not have I'm sorry um, than than if those relationships were not harmonious and loving a 300 percent less chance of getting a major illness dying having health problems by middle age on the other hand if your relationships and relationship memories are full of anxiety, anger, conflict, disharmony, you have a 300% greater chance by middle age, not old age, by middle age, of getting a terminal disease, dying, or being unhealthy. Okay? Well, I've been, because I, I noticed this from the time I was an early child, I've been reading, researching, noticing this kind of stuff for as long as I can remember. And, and I cannot remember any other single factor on planet Earth or in the universe that makes a 300% difference, depending on which side of that continuum you're on, of whether you get a terminal illness and die and be unhealthy or not get a terminal illness, be in good health, and be happy. 20% is news. 50% is really big. 100% is almost unheard of. This is 300%. As far as I know, unprecedented. Why? Because every issue is a relationship issue. That means, what does that mean? Let's get practical. If that's true, it means that every negative thought, feeling, action, the, the physiology of your body, if you are not in a life-threatening emergency, every negative thought, feeling, or physiological action of your body is coming from a relationship issue. You may think it's your current circumstances, and probably do, and I did too, okay? Right after Hope and I got married, we immediately started having marriage problems, okay? I immediately developed severe acid reflux to the point that I was worried I was going to get cancer of the esophagus. I mean, really bad acid 
acid reflux every day, burning, burning, really bad. I was on prescription medication, and that didn't even solve it completely for me, and, and I didn't want to be on the medication. Okay? Healed that with the healing codes pretty quickly, but hoping I have relationship problems, bam, I've got an illness that scared the bejeebers out of me. Okay? We get married and immediately starting, started having uh, marriage problems, and all of a sudden, Hope is depressed. And, and you guys know that story. She was depressed for 12 years, and I think there was a lot of contributing factors to that. But for sure, the biggest ones were her relationship with her parents and she and I having relationship problems in our marriage early on. Okay? And I've noticed this same phenomenon with my two children, that if, if relationships are great, doesn't mean everything is going to be smooth sailing and there's going to be no problems or pain, but everything is still okay. If the relationships are not okay, it's not okay, all right? And it manifests in all kinds of different ways, all right? So when you have anger, anxiety, fear, sadness, depression, uh, you, you keep... You keep doing habits that you don't want to do. You can't do what you do want to do, and you keep doing what you don't want to do. Addictions of all kinds. Uh, negative things happening in the physiology of your body. You need to retrain yourself to ask the question, okay, I'm having a negative symptom here, a negative effect here. Could this be coming from some unresolved relationship issue, either in my current circumstances, so I need to go make something right with hope today, or in my memories, or maybe both, okay? Um, your memories in your unconscious and subconscious, and Dr. Bruce Lipton from Stanford says about 90% of the time, the memories with the problems, the beliefs with the problems that, that are the source of our symptoms, about 90% of the time those are in the subconscious or unconscious mind, okay? Well, to the, to the un and subconscious mind, that unresolved relationship memory was not five years ago. It wasn't 10 years ago or 20 years ago or even yesterday. It is present tense reality. It is happening right now to the unconscious and subconscious mind. It's 365 degrees, surround sound, raw experience, present tense reality. So if I have a relationship issue from 20 years ago that's never been resolved, Today, 20 years later, my unconscious mind is treating that as if it's happening today. And it's, and it's sending that, that signal to the hypothalamus in my brain and putting me in stress mode and causing the negative symptom that I'm experiencing, whether that's anger or whether that's acid reflux or whatever, okay? And the unconscious mind also, and this is important, treats that relationship issue as if it is life or death important. 
the proof of that is that the only way the fight or flight response is supposed to be engaged is in a life or death situation. So if I've got a 20-year-old relationship memory that is unresolved and it's a problem memory, okay, meaning it's fear-based rather than love-based, okay, that is being treated by my unconscious mind as if it's happening right now and it's saying this is a life or death issue because that's the only way it would kick in the fight or flight response is in a life or death situation. Well, of course that's not right. It's not life or death maybe today. It's something that happened 20 years ago and it's just never been resolved. But your unconscious mind doesn't treat it that way because the number one job of the unsubconscious is to protect you. It's survival, literally, for you to not die and keep living physically. Okay? So the unsubconscious doesn't care so much if it overreacts, because if it overreacts, you're still alive. It really is just determined not to ever underreact, because if it underreacts, you may be dead. So these are overreactions from unhealed relationship issues, not only throughout our life, but generationally as well. Okay, when you heal the relationship memory, the relationship issue, and focus in the present in love, joy, peace, etc., that that is not just free-floating love, okay? We talk about love a lot of times as if it were um, an entity of its own. All right. I believe that the only entity that you could say is love is God. I am not love. I do love some of the time, not all the time, okay? I mess up a lot, way more than I used to, okay? But I'm not love. Love is something that I do sometimes and I don't do sometimes. And I feel sometimes and believe sometimes internally, and sometimes I don't. I get tripped up on fear, okay? Um, but love is not like, um, okay, a tree. A tree is its own thing. It's a tree, all right? Well, love isn't that way. Love does not exist outside the context of a relationship. So I may say, okay, I want to live in internal love, and I agree with that, and I teach that, and that's a good thing. But there is no internal love without an actual loving relationship, either with God or myself or others. Okay? Love is not just some thing that you can create out of nothingness. It comes from the heart in a relationship. And it, not, it cannot be forced. It has to be freely given and freely received. Okay? So a, as we talk about love, and we do that a lot on this program, and I do a lot in my books, understand that love presupposes a relationship. It's not just like, 
okay, this is a rock, and I pick up a rock. No, 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 no. Love comes from somewhere, always. It's not just its own entity. It comes from God. It comes from my heart to hope, and I believe it gets into my heart from God, okay? He loved me, and then I love hope, all right? So your actual relationships have to be loving or you can't live in the present in love. Now, that means as far as you're concerned, you can't control the other person, all right? So, but, but you don't have to. When you resolve it internally in yourself, in other words, you take the lie out of that relationship memory, which is what everything we do is about. The codes, the master key, LT3, that's what everything we do is about, is removing the lie, the untruth, from the memory that has the lie in it. And when that happens, then I, I have unlocked an internal, in my heart, capacity for the flow of love. But it still requires for there to actually be love relationship with God, with others, with myself. And, and this is important because I think sometimes I overemphasize the love and underemphasize the relationship. Love only comes from relationship. So you've got to get those relationships right, all right? Um, what the, again, what the other person does is not your job. You, you need to resolve those yourself. If you need to call somebody and say, hey, I'm sorry, if you need to um, do something in regard to a person, do it, okay? But so much of the problem is we have so many fear-based lies with misinterpretations in them that it blocks our loving relationships because we're in fear mode, okay? All right. Um, I call something the three C's in the relationship issues finder, uh, but there could actually be four C's. Commitment, communion, community, and communication, all right? Uh, commitment. In a loving relationship, you need to be all in, nothing held back, no plan B, no safety net forever, no matter what the circumstances. You need to be in communion. When two people love each other, communion means intimacy, closeness, all right? When two people or two beings are acting in love toward each other, both, it creates communion, intimacy, that is really fabulous and beyond words. Communication. In order for there to be loving relationship, typically there has to be constant, ongoing communication, and communication in love and truth, not in anger and resentment and unforgiveness and bitterness, but communication where you're really looking for the win-win-win with no losers, loving and truthful communication, all right? And then the last one 
that uh, is sort of a new one. I didn't include this in the three C's in the Relationship Issues Finder, so this would be a new one, is community, okay? And to me, that's a group of people who come together and say, hey, I'll never do this perfectly, but as best I can, I want to live in the present moment in love and truth, no matter what the circumstances, no matter what the end result. And that is something I'm so excited and passionate about is building a community of people where we're all doing this and trying our best and helping each other and hugging each other when we need a hug, wiping away the tears uh, of each other, but constantly loving better than I have before. But it's okay when I mess up. I want to be a part of a community like that, and I think I am a part of a community like that, and I hope you are too with me, okay? Because to me, that's sort of in a nutshell everything we're trying to do, okay? So if those relationships are in truth and love, then you're not going to experience, for the most part, the anger, anxiety, physical uh negative physical things, and it's even going to change your circumstances because the internal creates the external. And if you're in loving relationships and in an internal place of love, it's going to create positive external results and circumstances in your life. They may not be the ones you would have wished for, but they'll be the ones that when you get there, you say, yes, I see now this is what was best for me. And that's what I hear over and over and over. All right, so um, from right relationships comes love. Not freestanding love from the heart of that person or being. All right, from love comes joy, peace, better health, self-worth, identity, forgiveness, better external circumstances, etc. Okay? But everything is a relationship memory on a continuum. Every memory is on a continuum from 100% fear to 100% love. And if that percentage is high enough, it will send that signal that activates the fight or flight. If that misinterpretation in that memory is corrected, it will not send the fear signal. The hypothalamus will turn the stress switch off. And you will be able to live in love. Some of the research about um, the love hormone and the love response, which is oxytocin, endorphins, and um, oxytocin-related peptides in the body, is that it will cause the release of oxytocin naturally and organically in the brain, but not if you have too many fear-based memories. Then even the focus on the love will not cause the release of oxytocin. You have to heal the fear-based memories first. So what's that percentage in you, and how is that operating today? Well... Are you experiencing negative or positive? Are you experiencing anger, fear, worry, resentment, 
negative phys worse and worse negative physiology in your body, okay, you chances are, maybe not 100%, but 95, you've got a relationship issue that needs to be healed. It may be an actual relationship, it may be a memory internal to you, but that's where the negative's coming from. If you're experiencing love, joy, peace, etc., on a continual basis and more and more all the time, chances are your relationships are right, both in um, actual physical people in your world and in your heart and those memories, okay? So most people are in the middle, and so am I, okay? I still have stuff come up from time to time, and, and I have to track it down and say, okay, what relationship is this coming from, all right? Very often it's my mom and dad. They're both dead, but I can still heal the, the memory and the issue. And the wonderful thing about the codes and, and the things we do is you do not have to know what memory it is to fix it. So um, as you pray and meditate this week, please ponder that, that every issue is a relationship issue. We now have great research and proof about this, not just the ancient manuscripts, but it was in the ancient manuscripts first. So what is that issue for you? Let's get it fixed so that you can start living your life in love and joy and peace. And the only way you can do that is with loving, joyful, peaceful relationships, internally in your memories and programming and externally in the actual people, even if they refuse to do that, even if the other person refuses to forgive, etc., you can do everything you can do, and you can heal the issue inside of you. So ponder that this week. What in your life that you're identifying as a circumstantial problem is actually a relationship issue that if you resolve it, the circumstance will either not be any big deal or will resolve. Thanks, Ken.